Good morning and welcome to Friday morning, September the 11th in 2020 on Winter Rise. We're in year A, proper week 19, and the 15th Sunday after Pentecost. And on Fridays, we like to take a look at the Gospel, and we're still in the Gospel of Matthew. In fact, we're going to be in Matthew for quite a while. We're going to go to John next week for just a short little stint, and then back to Matthew until Canadian Thanksgiving, which is part of the Revised Common Lectionary. So we're just going to be in Matthew quite a bit here in year A. And so we're going to go to Matthew 18, uh, verses 21 through 35. This is one of the famous parables of Jesus. So I'll read that whole passage and provide a couple points of reflection. Then we'll spend some time praying along the theme that emerges from the text. So thanks for making this party morning on Winter Rise. Let's allow our souls to rise and meet God together in a time of prayer. Matthew chapter 18, verses 21 through 35. Then Peter came to Jesus. Master, he said, how many times must I forgive my brother when he sins against me? As many as seven times? I wouldn't say seven times, replied Jesus. Why not 77 times? So you see, he went on, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle up accounts with his servants. As he was beginning to sort it all out, one man was brought before him who owed 10,000 talents. He had no means of paying it back, so the master ordered him to be sold with his wife and children and everything he possessed in payment to be made. So the servant fell down and prostrated himself before the master. Be patient with me, he said, and I will pay you everything. The master was very sorry for the servant and let him off. He forgave him the loan. But that servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred dinars. He seized him and began to throttle him. Pay me back what you owe me, he said. The colleague fell down and begged him, Be patient with me, and I'll pay you. But he refused, and he went and threw him into prison until he could pay back the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what had happened, they were upset. They went and informed their master about the whole affair. Then his master summoned him. You're a scoundrel of a servant, he said to him. I let you off your whole debt because you begged me to? Shouldn't you have taken pity on your colleague like I took pity on you? His master was angry and handed him over to be tor- to the torturers until he had paid the whole debt. And that's what my heavenly father will do to you unless each of you forgives your brother or sister from your heart. This is the word of God for us. Think about the last thing that you fix with duct tape, right? Like, I think there was... Uh, an impression inside that it probably it's not going to hold forever, but it's good enough for now until I can figure something else out. There are some things that we in life try to deal with in that kind of half-hearted way, but there are certainly things that uh, half-heartedness doesn't seem to fit the bill. And for Jesus, it is forgiveness. Uh, in the heart of his prayer, he asks us to pray that God would forgive us as we forgive those who sin against us. And so forgiveness isn't an economy. It's an exchange where it's given and it's received. It's understood that we will fail one another. And so we have to find ways uh, to forgive. And notice the overarching theme of this passage is to forgive from the heart, it says in verse 35. But remember, this comes from a question. Peter says, okay, uh, just before this, Jesus was teaching on reconciliation and prayer in the community about approaching our brothers who've hurt us one by one and then bring a couple with us and bring them for the whole congregation because we're trying to broker 
uh, forgiveness in the midst of a community of brokenness. And so Peter wants clarification, and you can't blame him for it, but he's like, okay, but how many times do I need to forgive somebody? And he throws out a number like seven. And Jesus says, what about 77 or 70 times seven? And what Jesus is saying here is not an exact number. Like we're not supposed to keep a journal and have all these entries. And once we get to like 490, be like, yeah, I think that's about it. <laughs> and close the book on the person, but it's meant to be seen in a hyperbolic way of forgive again and again and again and again. But I think Jesus knows that it's not so simple. Um, and that forgiveness is a very delicate economy. It's a fruitful economy, but it's very delicate. Now, he tells his story, and many of us are familiar with the story. Somebody owes a massive amount of debt. In fact, when uh, this debt would have been said, 10,000 talents? I mean, Jesus, everybody would have been laughing their faces off because they would have thought, what a scoundrel of a guy that he was able to rack up so much debt, you know? They would have laughed at him because... Um, he would seem to be foolish. And then you've got this parallelism where you've got this other guy who owes the first servant like just, you know, a mere drop in the bucket compared to what he owed his master. And therefore, it is quite surprising that someone could be forgiven such a great debt and then turn around and be so stingy towards another person. And so Jesus says that we shouldn't act this way. And that the way that we forgive others is seems to be uh, a direct and direct comparison to how we know how much we've been forgiven by God. And so no matter what a person says on their doctrine test or their Christian beliefs test about being forgiven, if they struggle to forgive and forgive from the heart, it seems to reveal that they're not quite square with how much God has truly forgiven us. No matter how many breathless statements they make, if a person struggles with forgiving another person, they have not discovered the forgiveness that they have found in God for themselves. Uh, what an interesting story here. And so Jesus is imploring us. He's saying, this, you're a different type of spiritual community. Your community is one which tries to dream of a day where we can settle with one another. And we can forgive. And that means if we need to put up some barriers for safety, that's totally fine. Uh, we're not supposed to be foolish in the way that we forgive. But we're supposed to reckon something deep within to give that humanity back to them. Um, that seems to be what the, ser- the master was doing to servant number one. He's given his humanity back. The weight is gone. And what servant number one failed to do is to give humanity back to servant number two. He saw him as a business transaction. What a powerful statement, right? Like how many, and this probably happens in our lives more than we would imagine. But imagine uh, all the interactions you've had with people personally. The person in the drive through window at Starbucks, uh, the people that we've passed by walking into our office area, uh, the crossing guard at the kids' school, um, the people that we've said passive-aggressive and indifferent words of indifference under our breath, and we saw their post on Facebook. You think about it all. Like whenever we cease to give somebody a humanity, uh, we drain uh, we drain the possibility of the the forgiveness economy. And so Jesus comes and he restores our humanity. And he forgives us and he asks us to do the same. He gives us the license to forgive so that we can forgive from the heart and give people and animate them with humanity again. And so I'm going to pray that you and I, whatever relationship we have in our life where this is a struggle, that God would give us the grace to believe and that we would take the first step today towards giving back that person their humanity. They are not the deed that they've done. They are more complicated more complex and more beautiful than that. And so we have to give them the gift of their humanity back. So let's spend some time praying along that theme this morning.
Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we thank you that you're a gracious God, and we marvel at the gospel which tells us that we are forgiven people, that God, you've separated our sins from us as far as the east is from the west. But God, we also understand that even though the forgiveness economy is beautiful, it's very delicate, it depends upon giving and receiving with open hearts and open minds. God, you challenge us not to half-heartedly forgive, but to forgive from the heart. So God, forgive us when we have not taken forgiveness seriously. We understand that, that the measure that we can forgive somebody else seems to speak to how well we understand the forgiveness you've offered us in Christ. And so God, this day, I pray that you'd help us to start there. I think I pray that you would help us to understand our humanity, our own brokenness, our own need for a Savior, so that when it comes time for us to either up, withdraw forgiveness or to extend forgiveness, we would be reminded of how much we've been given. That if we have been forgiven much, you tell us that we will love much. And so God, each of us have a relational struggle, somebody in our life who is tedious, who has hurt us, um, who we don't feel like is uh, trustworthy. And although there's different levels and different ways of brokering forgiveness, you ask us to forgive from the heart. And so God, I pray for my friends today that each of us would learn how to give humanity back to that person, that we'd understand that they are more than the deed they've done to us or to somebody else. They are a person creating your image, that uh, you sent your son to die for them, and that uh, they are dearly loved by you. And so, God, I pray that we'd start there and that in some way we'd find a way to broker the forgiveness necessary for the days to come. So, God, be with us, we ask in Christ's name. Amen.